This is The Eye of Horus, a Temples of Tombs actual play on the Happy Jeffs RPG Network. Welcome back. We missed you. I hope you missed us. It has been too long. I found out that we're only on episode six, and it's been like three years since we've been running this campaign, so I'm not sure how the math works out. Sometimes I think about the fact that we only started this game slightly before Christmas, and yeah. it feels it does feel like we've packed 17 campaigns worth of stuff into those <laughs> sessions, so... Yes, we are back for more stuff. Uh, just some house cleaning. I think by now, uh, some of you have may, may have heard the announcement that um, Stu is retiring. And I, I wish him the best. I, I'm glad he's looking out for himself. Yeah. Uh, and Kimmy is going to be uh, now taking the helm at Happy Jacks Network. Uh, and the reason I bring this up at this actual uh, play is because uh, it's not really going to affect us much. I mean, Kimmy's already been running the actual plays. But it, our our campaign is going to straddle the moving of the studio. And so for that reason, as things have gotten pretty complicated uh, scheduling and whatnot, we are just going to stay virtual uh, now for the duration of this campaign, um, which means Jason's going to go ahead and just move into the cast. Now, um, uh, Eli has bowed out of the campaign. He was uh, having some difficulty, uh, you know, getting to the virtual anyway and getting that set up. So, he's going to bow out and, and, you know, everything's fine on that front. Just want to let you know. Uh, and he's doing fine and well and wishes you all the best. Uh, but Jason will be uh, keeping, uh, I almost called, almost called her Eleanor Roosevelt, but not Eleanor Roosevelt, um, oh. Amelia Earhart uh, on the team of Eleanor Roosevelt's angels. The mask comes off. <laughs> the illustrious, the illustrious Dr. Ear. So uh, you will continue to uh, see the Eye of Horus, but we'll be virtual, and uh, that'll be for the duration of the campaign. Sorry, I think I meant five, the Barry and his five lesbian moms. That's yep. what I meant. Did mm -hmm. I not say that? Okay, just to be clear. Barry. I got to write, write a theme song for this now that I... Barry know. and his five moms, they're lesbians. I don't know. It's a good start, but, you know, we'll, we'll workshop it. This is my... Um, this is what I'm using my singing lessons for is to uh, make up terrible theme songs. <laughs> you have to use your One, power. two, Honkin. three, four, five. Barry has five moms. So come on, let's ride to the painted lady in the sky. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to ask uh, the Oracle for some help. So. <laughs> Does she do her own scone writing? Okay. As long uh, as she doesn't give us copyright. Oh, that was serious shade. I think I insulted Emily. Or she does all her own songwriting. I'm going to tweet at her right now. <laughs> Tell her to follow this campaign. I mean, David okay. Albarn just called her out for it, and um, he got in trouble. So maybe you yeah. don't want to go. Everyone, there. yeah, if, you don't want to end up like David Albarn. If friend of the show Taylor Swift would like to join the show, we can arrange. Like, I can put an extra square on the screen. I'm, you know, we can certainly get that set up for her. So. I, I'm wondering who she'd play. I'm going to find the, the, the book here. And well, she, out a character she'd play herself. Her. As herself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but she's got to have a... Maybe she's got... Maybe she can be the... Uh... Herself time-traveled back. 
and she can be the socialite. That sounds good. Mm. Taylor, oh. we got a character for you already. The socialite. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Join us. I actually, we, uh, I actually we... almost picked that one. So it's a great one. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler, Taylor Swift only plays Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> oh no. Tay Tay would go Famously. She would. Okay. Now that we are um across that stream of diversion. <laughs> Never, uh, I would we'll never be across it. I'm here. It might be a uh, it might be more like a tide of diversion, like it keeps coming back, you know. Uh we uh, uh we last left our heroes a while ago, so we kind of probably need to recapture a bit of what happened. I think the highlights are that uh some some things were discovered. We discovered that uh nobody knew this by the way. I don't think anybody saw this coming that Colonel Frank Warden was um, a bad guy. None of us saw that coming. None of us guessed that the second we met him and turned down his teeth. It was a shock. I, for one, was shocked. Yeah, it was a shock. Uh, and, and he apparently has some uh, American soldiers with him uh, doing his will. But he, his will, as it turns out, isn't so maybe villainous. Well, I don't know. I guess it depends. But he wants to uh, use the Eye of Horus, which is a, an artifact going back to ancient Egypt, Egypt that is mysterious and apparently makes you invulnerable. And he wants to use that in order to uh, uh, overthrow the Nazis and kill Hitler. That's his plan. He wants to stop the war before it comes. And he's doing it outside of the jurisdiction of Eleanor Roosevelt, who has this team together, but within the jurisdiction of the president. Have we checked that this is a forgery? Oh, well, that's a good question. Should probably check. It's a classic example of doing a good thing the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we don't need ancient Egyptian artifacts to do this. Yeah. Now, is he a time traveler who has come back with the express purpose of killing him? Who, FDR? Because, oh, no, no, Ward, Colonel, Colonel Warden. Because oh. I feel like there's a whole lot of literature about how that's usually a bad idea. Yes. <laughs> about baby Hitler, that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if he is a time traveler, I don't know why he would go like in 1938, you know, when Hitler's True. Amassed all the of worst it. possible time <laughs> to try to get to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's uh, he, he has that on his plan, but he's going rogue on Eleanor and he's gotten support from FDR. So now mm-hmm. there's this sort of weird, what do we do about that? Do you go uh, against the president uh, and, and commit treason against the United States? Or do you support Eleanor and her hidden cause, parasocial cause, to defend the world from artifacts from falling into the war machine? That's kind of where we left it. Sort of a big problem. Also, um, uh, I think there was something else important else happening. Oh, I think you were shipped out, and the ship changed shape, and then we landed, Mm -hmm. and it turned into something else again. And I, I, I lost a little bit of what happened there, but. It was a Zeppelin, and then it was back to an airplane, and now we are heading to London with it. Um, and yeah, Scarlett yeah, is not telling Barry more than Barry needs to know. Yeah, you have a shape-shifting airplane. Fast. Which apparently, not only that, but it seems to be a teleporting shape-shifting airplane. It, it's like it's like phasing in and out of reality. Did you catch that last time? I was sort yeah. of like, hmm. Uh, so that's that. That's weird. Uh, you, you now you were planning on going out to London, and we didn't actually do the takeoff there. So I, that's sort of probably where we're going to start. Is what you know, everybody catches was, their breath. Let's just still. Are we? Where are we doing now? 
there was some kind of map with a bunch of like hidden civilizations, right? Or like yeah, inside realities. the engine room, inside yeah. the engine room, we saw a map. Um, but what um, what Libby noticed was that these were all sort of uh, underworld locations from mythology. Was that Libby who noticed that? Somebody. I, I'm sure. I'm sure she did. She's very intelligent. <laughs> there was a moment with uh, Barry and Amelia in the engine room as well. I think there was there was a little bit of shop talk about different realities and things or something yeah like maybe that. it was amelia then that saw those um, yeah i i was gonna ask if they matched up to any of the you know the <laughs> the equivalent of i i'm i'm picturing the aliens having tried to explain wormhole travel with like on a whiteboard <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean first of all whiteboard and expo marker would be phenomenal in 1938 that did yeah. not exist yeah, that, that was alien technology. Yeah, dry erase marker. <laughs> right, uh, and um, Amelia seems to be pretty preoccupied with the idea of aliens. I don't know if that's been expressed openly to the group, but um, there is an assumption, I think, on her behalf that this is alien work. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, she has pretty obviously non-human technology in her ray gun. Like, Right, well, it could be, you know, that's just german yeah it could be tell me if this is metagaming too much but scarlet's assumption was atlantis Mm. oh yeah that's and it's just like oh yeah you went missing in that in the area that the underwater sea atlantis that's probably well she went missing in the pacific and i always thought atlantis was in the atlantic but maybe that's just because that's a cognate and it is it is uh supposedly in the atlantic but okay i believe lemuria is in lemuria or moo would would be appropriate yeah it depends on the uh i was thinking underwater civilization mm-hmm. yeah a- but ancient I also, yeah. prehistorical oh, yeah. one with a bunch of technology right yeah. if you read Pre-Diluvian. atlantis is real but i also feel like if you disappear at sea and get dragged into an underwater civilization it's probably just they all just start connected you know so it's probably all yeah. of them at once um, but yeah. i also don't think in character we've all like sat down and had a conversation about uh where amelia was there so. hasn't been a chance because you showed up and then there was a big gunfight and chase and and now this is the first moment this is why i wanted to stop before you head to london or anywhere else just to kind of okay take a Mm. breath also you need to clear all of your uh, catches and and rest for a minute um yeah for a couple reasons one of them was we're not sure who all had catches (laughs) so it's just i had a lot i'm just catch a breath take a break clear them (laughs) Yeah. A break. Um, technically, it's a long rest, so you want you want to just like overnight, maybe um, you know, you're in the middle of the desert, so you can you know make a fire outside the plane or whatever. Sure. To to just sort of unwind and maybe catch up a little and find out first of all what has happened, secondly what you're going to do. Because just a reminder, there are two conflicting, I should say, three conflicting missions at play right now. Uh, the first mission is to uh, retrieve the Eye of Horus which is still missing. You've recovered the mummy, you've recovered the sarcophagus, you left it in the hands of uh, Stanley, who I I still understand why you did that, but Stanley apparently is protecting that from the the Italian fascists and whoever else might be after it. Stanley has as much plot armor as an NPC can have. He just does. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, have you seen his shotgun? (laughs) Yeah, he is pretty handy with that. Stanley is the Eye of Horus. (laughs) 
So, so there's uh, there's the Pharaoh Seti the first uh, in a sarcophagus in the hands of um, the I think he was the deputy editor for. He was like, <laughs> yeah, he's like a junior editor. So, so that's one mission. The second mission was for um, Amelia to get you all out of Dodge ASAP, pronto, because of reasons, and some of those reasons might be that she has realized that uh, Warden is an enemy of her, of her cause, and so is is needs to pull you out while while he's mobilizing American troops under the president's order. And and I think my orders were get them to London, right? Yes, specifically get them to okay. London. So that's that's the other mission. The third mission is, uh, you know, the president's orders to get the Eye of Horus uh, under command of Warden to go and take care of the Nazis. So you have these three conflicting missions, and uh, two of them from Amelia, one of them from FDR, and two of them from uh, Eleanor, and one of them from FDR. So, um, yeah, good luck with all that. So we just needed to still figure out what you're going to do uh, and catch up. I want to find out if this is a forgery. Okay. I want to make sure that we I, we forgot one thing, which is that uh, across the course of the game, everyone has been dazzled, delighted, and entertained by Libby, and everyone who meets her has a crush on her instantly. That's an important part of the story we need to keep, keep That's caught canon. up That's canon. That's yeah. canon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I need to apologize to you, Emily. I um, That, I thought, was went without saying. but I just, you know, it's been a bit... And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Barry's very conflicted about it. <laughs> So let's just, let's just remember that, right? Going Carla forward. is very conflicted about all of the hot women she knows. Oh. Mm-hmm. This is not particularly complicated for Amelia, the only single lady here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, and then there was the moment where it was like, hey, look how cool I am on the Zeppelin. Like, ugh, so great. I can't hair flip anymore. <laughs> I saw the hair flip, though. It was there. It was like glorious red hair just going poof and sparkles. So is this a presidential order uh, forgery? Uh, I'm actually going to hand this to Libby and ask her to do this because I know Libby is better at this stuff than I am. Well, so I'm going to go, all right, Libby, I need your skills. Can you tell me if this is um, a forgery or not? Um, I perhaps can. Uh, so how would I perhaps do that? I'm uh, thinking that's wit and savvy. Wit and savvy, my goodness. All right. Well, um let's see here. Is there a help role in this? Yeah, if you can help, then um that will add another die to her pool. So I should help first if if that's what we're gonna do? Yeah, or just tell me how you're helping. Okay. I was I was thinking the right kind of like the right frequency of UV, you know, blasted light onto this piece of paper might, you know, help show the veracity of the seal or the signature or anything like oh, that. Sure. Uh, from my ray gun, I mean. Right. That sounds wonderful. So I get an extra die, is what you're saying? Actually, I think you get Can multiple it. people help? Say again. Can multiple people help? Oh, um, can multiple people help? Yes. This is a coven ritual. Yes, a coven ritual. That's right. From a great American <laughs> well, witch. Because I have hung out with both Eleanor and FDR. Can I like use my knowledge of maybe his handwriting or his signature to try and like help her figure this out? Yeah, and you can probably even tell who wrote it because often FDR wouldn't write his own orders, but yeah. you know that you can probably tell who on the cabinet did yeah. okay. based okay. on how it's raised. Okay, wonderful. So, so that's two dice. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Christopher. Well, I didn't do anything. 
Uh, so I need to get uh, one six. Yes. Okay. Well, I got two. I got two sixes. So I get okay. a hero dice next time around. Yeah. Not only is this an official order from FDR, he wrote it. Oh, interesting. Now I wrote recognize. And and, uh, and, and um, in addition to that, uh, Scarlet would know that FDR doesn't write his own order, so that means that he's the only one that knows about this order. Yeah. Interesting. That's the extra X. That's the extra um, success. Okay. Wow. I see. I mean, obviously, except Warden knows about the order. Well, I do believe. Are we Go all ahead. like sort of huddled over a, a desk or workstation or something on the plane? Yeah. That... A swinging I lantern. Have, yeah. I have one of those like jeweler's eyes. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I'm just like shining this light down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Scarlet is like pinpointing each like curve of the letter to tell like. Yeah. This is odd that FDR wrote this himself. Mm. Yeah. That. It doesn't look like a replication or anything. No, this is, no, this, this is, is, is handwriting. You can smudge the ink a little bit. He absolutely wrote this, and he wrote it recently, within the last week or so, I'd say. Uh, so not only is this not a forgery, but this is an authentic FDR signature. We can sell this for a lot of money. Let's not do that. I could expose this to the press discreetly. Well, that may be better if we know that the president is com- committing what is essentially treason. We need to know. We need, or war we crimes. Just, we need more information before we can act. And I personally think we should go to London, talk to Eleanor, show this to Eleanor, and go from there. Right. That's my my personal belief because we don't have enough information to, to um, act on this, and I don't want to go against Eleanor. I don't like record, that her husband is going against her. Like, he knows about me. I, Come on, don't do this. Personally, I'm not a, opposed to removing Hitler. That's no. not what I have an issue with. That's also not what I have an issue with. Yeah. I have an issue with the going AWOL mentality of it all. Mr. Mr. Hitler's a, a terrible, terrible person who should be removed immediately, but I do feel as though if we suddenly remove him with an all-powerful Egyptian artifact... Absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's just it's it's a it's a slippery slope in my eyes. It's a slippery slope, and who's to say that someone else won't fill the void? Like we just take away one, right? Or that the person who takes him out with this artifact just simply steps into his place and yeah. um, has the entire German war machine at their, uh, you know, disposal. Yeah. Who? It's just I just don't think it's a calculated effort, really. Like, we need to think about how we're going to do this. And if we're going to do it, we probably have to remove multiple world powers, which is not simple. No. Just just a quick ask. Colonel Warden is still under your um, care? He's uh, in the brig. I'm assuming you're having this conversation outside of earshot. Yes. Yeah, he's in the yeah. brig. Okay. Yeah. Where's, where's the brig? <laughs> outside the plane, tethered up? He's tied to the, a wing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a steel bar cage so because we don't have a real brick it's for, it's for pumas <laughs> it's like you'd be in there uh no you're definitely doing this out of your shop. oh no it's the cage that you usually keep the raptors in no so now we're hats we left those raptors with mr santa claus so no we took them with us we took a couple and we did didn't we yeah Can i we... don't remember their names but we took two can we bring the raptors back for the submarine bottle episode? 
Um, okay, so I just I just think we need to know. We need to get Eleanor and FDR on the same page, and we need to understand. I just not opposed to taking out bad people. Just worried it's going to make more bad people fill the spots, and we're not like Hydra. We take off one head to get two more. We want to do the good thing in a good way. Yes, and I don't know that this is a good way. I don't know that it prevents war necessarily. Allow me to uh, play devil's advocate for a moment. Now, if Mr. Hitler is doing the many bad things we think he is, perhaps there is some efficacy to just removing him and letting the chips fall where they may. We know the bad that's happening right now. What we don't know is the bad that will happen. We assume some will, but we don't know which is worse. I think I'm increasingly interested in the idea of stopping the bad that's happening right now. I am definitely interested in stopping the bad, but we might need a more calculated effort on how to do that. And I think it might also involve other world powers and all world leaders being taken out. And I'm not... Who gets to play judge on this exactly? I do, thank you. I, I really don't have any misgivings about eliminating him as long as it's with a plan and, you know, uh, th- there's a sort of follow-up strategy of what happens if somebody much smarter than him, which isn't much of a stretch, uh, could take over. Um, so. Yeah, I just, I think we need to be careful to make sure that we're not just empowering someone else. So... We need to know more information. We just need to know more. Who's to say his his right hand man isn't worse? Like who knows? A few very bad things happening in the world right now. Now, but listen, if one of us was all powerful, and theoretically we could stop it and stop everyone who might be worse, and I don't trust many people on this planet, but I do trust you, Scarlet. I think we should make you all powerful and kill Mr. Hitler and whoever might also be terrorizing. I'm really interested in that kind of power. I think you would handle it well. That maybe, uh, maybe because you're not interested in it. I, I, I genuinely just think we need to. I think we need to show this to Eleanor. We need to talk to her. We need to figure out what's going on, and we need to figure out why there is dissent in the ranks the way there is. In the marriage. Not ranks. There's dissents in marriages all the time. What can I say? Um, well. Amelia? But I don't really have a comment. I was just following along. Hmm. But um, I would like to have the chance to study this engine some more before we go. It um, has a very interesting mechanism. I mean, I'm I'm going to um, see if I can take a quick sleep and consult with the Oracle. She might have some news for us. Sure. Hmm. Since you seem to have the same level, Jesus, dogs. Since you. Seem- <laughs> Uh, since you seem to have the same level of clearance that I do, um, 
I'm trying to give you permission to look at this engine. But uh, get out! Get out of the engine room! Who let these dogs on board? <laughs> the dogs are. They have decided it's playtime. Oh, the Velociraptors—they're free. Wonderful. <laughs> Excellent. Um, okay, yeah, so yeah, you have permission to look at the engine from Scarlet since you seem to have the level of clearance that allows you to kind of know about these things. Um, also, Scarlet wants to know more. Mm. Uh, so, Scarlet is, I just request that you um, report whatever you find. Oh, um, I'm, yeah, I'm not interested in keeping technological secrets. I think knowledge should be shared. Some knowledge. Um, Some, but once again, in the wrong hands, bad things can happen. Um, all right, and then I and Scarlet is gonna like try to kind of go back through their documents and their files and figure out where, when, what pattern, or what could have caused FDR to go rogue like this and start doing some more research. Okay, oh, yeah, that sounds like a Laura role. Um... <laughs> I'm not very good at this. Can I do a sick flip? <laughs> Can you do a what? A flip? A piece of paper and you just do a backflip <laughs> while you're reading it? As funny as that is, no. <laughs> Darn. No, you, you, you paste the documents on a wall and throw knives at it. No hardcore parkour research. <laughs> Push my luck. Ooh. Because I've not used, I haven't used any in a minute. I think I cleared my luck last time. Is that it? Haha! I got one six on the luck dice. (laughs) (laughs) So you really don't know, do you? I got a six on my luck dice. Oh, you got a six on. I missed that part. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's what luck is for. Yeah. So you're going through the files and, uh, and normally, uh, you know, you would have gone, gone through and not found anything, but then you happen to see this note in the margin on one piece of paper. And, uh, the note is circling a, uh, uh, well, let's see, what would it be? Let's say it's a, it's a budget item. That's supposed to be used for, uh, uh, for for sort of the 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 more clandestine military efforts, and the budget item is uh, it has a little question mark and says, "Is this Eleanor's?" And uh, it, and it's in uh, FDR's writing. So you deduce from this just margin write, writing that he uh, until very recently didn't know about Ellie's angels. Until oh. he until he stumbled upon this budget item and presumably had to talk to her. Oh, so he knows she has a paramour, but not that she has a secret underground organization. Cool, cool, right. cool. Right. Yeah. So you put those pieces together based on some of these notes that he had on what was otherwise a pretty mundane document. That's interesting. 
So she's making note of that. Yeah. So there's, you know, it's not all, all, all happiness and joy in that. Well, I mean, you knew that, but with this couple, but it's sort of a political marriage. Yeah. So, um, is going into the engine room. Yeah, but I was hoping to bring Barry with me. I mean, we have kind of like an autopilot going right now, right? Well, no, it's not. You have not taken flight yet. You're still in we're the camped. desert. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought we were sort of. No, no, you know, sort uh, of... no. It's an important, important point to make because, well, first of all, you all need to rest, and secondly, oh, some things may happen if you take flight. If Scarlet sees you going with Barry, Scarlet's going to be like, "Hey, there's a lot Barry doesn't know yet that he's not ready to know yet." Well, I, I imagine Barry can be the arbiter of that. There's a time and place to learn things. It is not in his clearance to know about this yet. I mean, it's his ship. As much as it's anyone's. Barry, do you want to check out the engine room with me? I like to imagine Barry was in the engine room and he doesn't hear Scarlet say those things. Okay. No, no, oh, no. yeah. Scarlet is very much not Okay. Making, making this very discreet about like, hey, you know, this is at Eleanor's discretion. There's a reason he doesn't know this stuff. You'll get there. As my dog throws his toy around. <laughs> we well, we cut to Barry it. in the engine room just having a fit. <laughs> bang, bang. Um why won't you talk to me? Um so then I I'm just gonna sort of nod at what she at, at what Scarlett says and then shrug. Like you know, Amelia's just been working by herself for a long like maybe too long. <laughs> and it's like well, okay. I'm headed for the engine room. You'll know where to find me. Um, so Barry's in there hitting things yeah. with a wrench, or no, no. I was trying to justify <laughs> the our ambience. Yeah. <laughs> um, you find, I think you find Barry. He's in the engine room. Um, I think there's just lamps um, illuminating the inside, and uh, you find Barry examining the wall and tracing the lines and. The, the paintings and the various pictures that you see on the wall. Mm. Yeah. I, Barry, I was interested in these too. Have you, have you gleaned anything uh, so far? Every place that I've been while I've been pilot is represented here. And I can only assume that every place that my father has been before me is here as well which is why it's so troubling to find that so many of these places relate to an underworld, uh, an afterlife. Well, my theory is that it may be less cosmological and more ancient people finding a way to explain something that was truly baffling. Um, And if there's a pathway between planes of existence I, I mean, it is hard to separate that from the concept of a supernatural. Uh, I find I even struggle with that myself. But I, I wouldn't, 
I hope you're not dismayed by that because I think there's an explanation. I only know that my father is missing. And for the last decade of my life, I've dedicated myself to the service of this company to one day know what happened. I'm beginning to fear that I was naive. I, I, I don't think they can tell me and I, I don't think they will even if they knew. There is so much that I haven't known until today. What this thing is, what my father has flown all these years and why. I apologize. I am beside myself. I shall compose myself and attend to my duties as the owner, as the pilot. Uh, Barry is just going to be silent for a moment. Emil looks a a little bit awkward. Um, But but I hope you're not apologizing for my sake. I don't, you don't owe me an apology. And for what it's worth, Barry, the definition of naivete is lack of experience, which means it's very easy to dispel naivete by applying one's experience. This doesn't have to be a permanent state or a curse. It's a... One step to another. Um, I did not think anyone from outer space had visited our planet until last year. I was wrong. I don't think that makes me a fool. You believe beings from outer space have have been here well they directly interceded in my crash and subsequent disappearance and um, rescued me and sent me on my way with my um, souvenir I suppose Um, and they were not at all human I can tell you that much your weapon yes There was a time when hearing such things would have caused me to simply laugh at you. I know exactly what you mean. I would have had the same reaction. It's so funny. You're one of my heroes. I was inspired to become a pilot when I read stories about you. And to hear that you've encountered beings from other worlds. Uh, I feel... I feel that we have more in common than I thought. Well, I hope we do, and I'm... Uh, frankly, I'm flattered that that there was inspiration to be had. But I, I mention it mainly in that we... 
we are in the same situation. I don't have any sort of inherent benefits or or gift above and beyond what you have. And it, we can explore this together on equal footing. I should very much like that. Well, outstanding. Um, now, Doctor, uh, it, should anything happen to me, can I trust her to your care? Oh, I... It would be my honor to take this ship into my care. I, I don't think that will ever have to be the case, but... Um, I mean, with any luck, we may even discover that it has some desires of its own. I believe there is something to that. If we can discover a means of communicating with it or communing or, or something, that that would be very exciting to me personally. I've begun to wonder if perhaps the Painted Lady is not so much an object, but a spirit, a promise made manifest, a salvation, a safety for those who need it. It may be. Per perhaps together we will un unlock this mystery. All right. Well, let's get to work. Yes. Um, so, Chris, I'm thinking this, uh, you know, the light trick I was doing with the ray gun before may be suitable for in here as well with all the like stuff on the wall and trying to, you know, decipher or reveal or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and also, I, I don't remember how much I had said this specifically. I think I talked to Chris about it a little bit is it, it, like in in my imagining of what Amelia has been through the the beings that she met they did not have perfect communication they they like communicated quite a bit but it wasn't perfect and they're like here you go here's this device to help you on your way as a as a gift but she doesn't 100% understand how it works um there's just a number of settings that she's kind of figured out and you know keep exploring it to see does that sound right chris that that mm -hmm. kind of vibe yeah. with the device yeah, yeah, sort of like a, 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 an alien multi-tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this will be... Sort of a, a photonic wrench, some something like that. Uh, <laughs> it's a, a wild idea, but, you know. Yeah, like a, like a screwdriver or something. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Um. Let's do wit and savvy. Oh, yeah. I can do that. Right. Rolling dice. That's the thing we do. <laughs> All right. So that's seven dice for me. Let's see. And what am I? Am I trying to get sixes? Yes. Oh, geez. My app closed. Why? Why did you do that? Three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, uh, three sixes. Okay. All right. I, I think I learned something. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to even push it further than what you would have. Um, 
All right. So I, I don't know how she would interpret this, but this is a, um, it's not only a map of, of locations, it's also a um, console. Oh. Or uh, operating the vehicle, perhaps, to go to these locations. Okay. And you kind of know how it works. Okay. Does it want you to, is it like a sort of touch interface or? I think so. I, that's kind of what I had in mind. I think you um, you would just need, you can see that there are imprints where a hand would go. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's almost like picking it up like sort of as an infrared output. Not infrared, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like. But the, there's, the... there's some like residence re residue of like how people have operated this in the past and, right yeah right right and uh it's uh it, it and you know you don't know about the i guess the metaphysics of this but you can kind of deduce that um there's at least a metaphor of the river sticks that is connecting all of these underworlds mm -hmm. and you kind of come to the conclusion that this craft can somehow navigate that otherworldly river in order to reach these destinations. Okay. And I'm kind of narrating along this with Barry. I'm like, oh, no, look at this. What, what do you think of this bit? Um, and, oh, Chris, could part of the discovery be that the, you know, like all these drawings of things are like half a millimeter off of the surface of the metal? Ooh. Like it looked like it was drawn on there, but it's actually like just like the tiniest bit, bit and the super bright light revealed that. You can, like cast shadows with, yeah yeah that's kind of cool I like okay that. cool and that's kind of how you interact with it because it's actually an interactive surface that yeah none of us would have had any experience with like what right. do you mean you just just slide pinch pinch and zoom <laughs> <laughs> and this is uh this is something that scarlet knew already but barry did not yeah uh, what does amelia say roughly or how does she, does she share any of what um, she discovered yeah, so I think her explanation is along the lines of, right, so if we can see this, it's it's an interface that should allow us to navigate a um, a, a river as a an example of how to explain it. I, I don't think it's a two-dimensional floating. I'm sorry, what? Santa Claus. Um, I've, he told me. me. He told me there are streams. There are there are unseen rivers that one might navigate it uh sorry can we back up one second <laughs> you, you yeah. met a person called santa claus I, I i don't believe that's how he referred to himself but uh, he, he seems to me to be the very same uh saint nicholas that we all celebrate each year uh he he had a uh, a crashed vehicle we were in the a hidden valley. There was a ranch nearby, and uh, we we encountered large snakes, and they were attacking my dirigible, and we fended off a giant giant lizard, giant lizard-like snake, uh, and and there was another man, a, a Kansas Jack, I believe. Yes, and uh, his pants his pants became dynamite. We had to remove his pants and foist them high high into the air. He was a pantsless man, and oh yes, uh, uh, Mr. Nicholas explained to me how he is able to travel so quickly across the world was through these streams, these rivers. It seemed Ooh. he made mention specifically of river and stream. It's this the is... same feeling I have when I 
when it happens. This is a lot to take in, but if I can extrapolate my theory based on that, I think like Amelia is a little. Shall bit I start from the beginning? Sweaty. I'll recount because like, she no longer can just dismiss a wild notion, but <laughs> this is like stretching her ability to you know do this. Um, so I think she like looks like like she just ate something too spicy. You know, it's like <laughs> I'm a scientist. Like I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna fit these pieces together. Um. So, if this operates on the principle that it is similar to what our uh, the visitors who rescued me operate on, then there would be a a dilation, a, a stretching of how one experiences the passage of time. And uh, yes, yes, that that would theoretically allow a once a year visitor to every child in the world uh, to uh, traverse that distance without crossing the intervening time. So space without time. Oh, okay. I think we're, we're nearly there. That's exactly how it feels when it often happens. I, I know exactly where I must go and then all goes dark. And I feel as though I've been away for both an eternity and but a mere moment. And then I, we arrive as intended. This is a good time for Scarlet to kind of jump in and see what's that, that maybe too much has been revealed just to amp the drama, not to interrupt, but. Oh yeah. I was wondering when I could do a, a smooth interruption. Smooth interrupter. <laughs> In the meantime, Libby's uh, uh, dreaming some amazing things. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Scarlet kind of just you get you, you hear a little knock knock. She's been standing there for a minute. Like this is I want. She's been there for a minute. She heard the Saint Nick stuff, and then you hear a little tinny just like knock. On the engine room door. Oh, oh, oh Scarlet, you, this is incredible. You, I'm come, aware. Come look at how this works. I can explain some of it at least. I know how it works. Hi, um, Barry. That's a fun little story there. You recounted with the dinosaurs in Saint Nick. Yes, it's similar to the story you told Anton when he asked why he was in a balloon. If I remember correctly, you told him he bumped his head. Mm-hmm. He may have. It's not a complete lie. He did not. Mm. Uh, we don't know what was happening before we got on the ship. But as you'll recall during that story, what were we flying in? The very same vessel we're standing in now. Something what did you it knew. Look like? Something you knew about the entire time. Yes. And never mentioned to me. Wasn't your time to know, and still isn't. Well. I shall be in the cockpit when you're ready. I 
well, hold on, Barry. I, Scarlet, I think, the, not to belabor the metaphor, but the train has left the station. Uh, Barry is a pilot and is somebody who is intricately tied to the workings of this vehicle. I, why, I certainly understand not revealing things to the general public. That's a complicated and delicate matter that I'm certainly not equipped for. Uh, but, I mean, but Barry is a part of this operation. You can't simply, I mean, this may be the one of the limiting factors to understanding why the equation isn't complete, is that Barry is a component of this. Yes. And we wanted to understand that component before we just sprung all of this on Barry and gave him a responsibility he may not have needed yet. I... If that is what Miss Director believes, then I am not ready. I do not want... I mean, as you know, your father's gone missing. This is a very dangerous ship to be connected to. It's a very dangerous mission to undertake with this ship. Something I've made peace with every single time we depart on a mission. There's a difference between the missions and there's a difference between what this ship actually means. And honestly, we wanted to understand it better before we went, hey, Barry, here's this really weird piece of technology that leads to weird disappearances and terrible things. So sue us for not, you know, being ready to tell you everything before we understood it ourselves. You misunderstand, Mr. Rector. I... I... I don't blame you. I I understand why you couldn't tell me. You're loyal. You're the most loyal and dedicated soldier and operative I've ever had the pleasure to work for. I have no animosity to you. I'm just simply realizing that I can no longer trust. Pardon me, ma'am. I will make the topic ready for when we have decided where we would like to go. Barry, just remember that trust is having faith in those to do what's best. And at the end of the day, you did not misplace your trust in me or Eleanor. I believe you'll have to let me make that decision now, ma'am. Okay, but just remember, leaders don't always tell you everything. Yes, that is very clear. Someone slams her hand on the side of like the door frame to the room and says, we have to save the Roosevelt's marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly uh, I get purple hair and uh, you're Poe Dameron. What? (laughs) (laughs) I, I slept. I'm so glad you're all awake. I slept. I consulted with the Oracle. She, with her mellifluous, beautiful blonde hair, stepped aside and introduced me to three young men. All of the men were named Jonas. It was strange. And uh, what happened as it transpired... Were they related? What I don't know. What happened as it transpired was that one told only the truth, one told only lies, and the other only said the word Kevin. I didn't entirely understand it. 
anyway, uh, they imparted upon me the following message, which I was instructed by the Oracle to tell everyone all at once. It could mean many things, but I take it to mean that we should save the Roosevelt's marriage. Standing out in the rain, knowing that it's really over, please don't leave me alone. I'm flooded with all this pain, knowing that I'll never hold you like I did before the storm. Think about it. Think about it. This whole global conflict, a storm. The Roosevelt's fighting at odds. We have to save their marriage to save the world. Our future depends on it. Yes. I... <laughs> Amelia, Scarlett kind of looks at Amelia like, she's just like this. I, I don't know. Well, actually, my... The biggest part of my concern is that the Roosevelt's m may not need a romantic component to their marriage. I, but I mean, if we're talking about. No, that's fine. But they are clearly. Partnership. Then I think. Yes, I think they were on the same side at one time and now they are no longer on the same side. I, okay. they don't, I'm, yes. I'm with you now because otherwise asking, you know, well, right. And um, if they want to do kisses and stuff, who am I to stop them? They, they don't. I know, but you know, I'm very good at what I do, which is marriage counseling. Before encountering the wisdom of the Oracle, I never thought a Plymouth could fly off of a cliff and onto an airship. Now, I know better than to question her reasoning. On I, the one hand. I mean, um, I don't disagree because I do think we should tell Eleanor and get them on the same page again. They need to be on the same page. Does everybody agree with uh, Libby's interpretation of the <laughs> prophecy? Honestly, I forgot what the words were. So yeah. Well, I'm so glad you said that because I can repeat them for you. <laughs> Standing out in the rain, knowing that it's really over, please don't leave me alone. I'm flooded with all this pain, knowing that I'll never hold you like I did before the storm. The storm seems the operative word here. Yeah, there are, now, yes. Those are three um, aquatic metaphor, water-based metaphors of yes. rain, a storm, and the other thing. I think rain and a storm oh, kind flood. of go hand in hand. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, now, I don't know whether the whether it was the Jonas that spoke only the truth or the Jonas that spoke only lies who told me this. I can tell you it's not the Jonas who only said Kevin. Well, I, I only mention it because Barry and I have just discovered that the the core mechanism of how this vehicle works is yes. by traversing a, a metaphorical river, um, yes. not a literal body of water, but a a, yes. a a river of metaphor, maybe. I don't Ooh. know what it's made of, but... Uh, no, every place on here in this room is real. <sighs> um... I will give you that much. What is this Legoland? So out of character, uh, where did Legoland come from? Just, was that part of the prophecy? I'm just trolling. Uh, I'm just oh, trolling. Oh, okay. I, I think that one is a, it's a distant land of blocks, and I think they build things. I'm not entirely sure how it works. A land of builders. A well, land of, oh, that and, sounds and fascinating. makers, yes. yes. I have not been myself, so I can't tell you for sure, but I believe there is these bricks that are a very sturdy material called Lego, and I hear they can hurt very badly if you step on one. I feel as though that's oh. a place my father would have wanted to take me, but never did. But he went himself. 
So Scarlett is saying that these uh, you know, metaphorical ancient afterlives are real. I thought, I mean, I thought that was a true. Yeah, that's what you discovered when you. Yeah, yeah. I thought, that, I was like, I thought that was a true statement about that. Yeah, that was true. So yes, at this point, yeah, she's still a little annoyed, but she's like, no, all of these places are real, Amelia. They are not metaphors. Oh, well. But rivers do come up a lot. Do you think this is connected to how I'm in contact with the Oracle? At this point, who's to say? I, I think it, it may be, depending on how you picture this Oracle ex- oracular experience. Yes. Because the, the mechanism by which this vehicle travels, it uh, disconnects from its passage through time to pass through space, and it uh, if your messages are bleeding through from a, a disconnected thread of uh, future possibility, then th- that may, the, the very weight of their importance may be what drew them to you. I got hung up on how I picture the oracular experience. Would you like to hear more about that? Yes. Picture it. A bare stage, a spotlight shining down from the ceiling. There's a beautiful woman clutching a guitar. She has blonde hair. She's very tall. The only woman whose beauty rivals her is that of Elizabeth Scarsdale, who steps into the room. The entirety of Earth and existence pauses and focuses on these two women as they look at each other. The oracle goes as if to speak. She clutches her guitar. She plays three simple chords. She begins to sing. Libby climbs onto the stage, circles her. They look at each other. They take each other in. They understand each other. And then, like that, the darkness. And that's when I wake up. Well, it's not unlike how Barry explained his experience. <laughs> yes. Yes, there's a, there's a brief darkness in which I feel I am both eternal and momentary. It is an enrapturing experience. One oh. I don't ever want to stop, but I also fear entering. Libby, do you have, honestly, I've never asked you this. Do you have a connection to an artifact of any kind? Not that I know of. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure that my good friend Emily St. James could perhaps spin something up in the moment, but not that I know of. Uh, I want to tell me if this is too metagamey or I'm making something up that doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs> I'm drawing a connection to, and maybe Scarlet would know this, uh, that these weird temporal experiences are connected to artifacts. And if you have a deep connection to one, that is why you can experience these things. But yes, if that's yeah, if you want to, um, uh, because we're not playing a different system that I made, this let's do a luck. This it, 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 roll a luck and see if you uh, if this is true or not. How uh, I I I I just thought of a thing that uh so i just roll 1d6 um well no actually one um uh i keep i amelia i keep on wanting to call everybody amelia (laughs) Uh, so scarlet it's just scarlet's luck is there a little bit of amelia in all of us (laughs) (laughs) so uh this is scarlet's roll but you're rolling luck uh which is just oh you got you got a four okay all right so that means something unlucky happens um your luck tracker is cleared out um, and I'm going to tell you what happens and you can tell me what catch you take. So 
uh, as uh, the 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 luck you were trying to say was that you, you have to be tied to an artifact. You were probably tied to an artifact if you have these temporal problems. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make that true. Oh, cool. But the uh, the 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 problem is that. Um, Uh, uh, let's see. I think like Barry, you have something over. You have something over Libby. So, uh, so yeah, another secret with our spy master. And let's see, it, it's, uh, I'm trying to think what it would be. Oh, the paper itself is a front. My goodness, and um, it it doesn't it doesn't actually exist, but it houses uh, it houses several artifacts. That explains so, Stanley. It's like yeah, a, a it's, warehouse thirteen kind of thing. Yeah, right. And so, like Livy, and it, yeah, explains why Stanley's at every location you need him to be. It explains why there's a bureau everywhere they need to go. Um, why they have unlimited resources. This whole the whole thing's a front. But uh, Libby doesn't know this. Uh, but but she has been involved uh, so much into this front that uh, it could have been any number of artifacts that caused this. Uh, may I may I propose a hypothesis of what might have happened? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's hear it. I'm curious. Uh, so uh, my name wasn't always Libby Scarsdale. There was a time when my name was Beth. Horton. And I came from the town of Ankeny, Iowa, which is perhaps a named town that some of you here may be aware of. Once, while on a trip visiting a local university to decide if I wanted to go there for college, I stumbled upon a dusty door in the basement of the library. I stepped inside, and there a tall man, dressed in a cloak and a hat with a long beard, said to me, look, take, read, what I found was a folio full of several unpublished plays by Mr. William Shakespeare. I read all of them. So, and an eye opened up in the middle of my head, and I said, I can see everything, and I must name myself Libby Scarsdale. Anyway, that's what happened. I don't know if I just said all of this out loud. I'm not sure what the experience was, and maybe that's what it looked like to you. Uh, and you can roll luck to make it true. But um, the adjudication of Scarlet's role... Um, the, 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 you know, you're asking that was really just to see if she has honed into this secret or not. Yes. Wow. Um, and mm. you, you kind of think that, um, that she, she might get, she might be getting close to it. So I guess there, there's a catch here and you'll, you'll need to determine what you want to do with that, how it makes you feel. Um, yeah, I'll take a catch. Um, oh no, this is Scarlet's catch. Trying to think of which one of these kind of makes sense. Hmm. I'm trying. It's kind. Of, I'm kind of between off guard and emotional because, like, maybe it caught me off guard that I, like, I was a little caught off guard when asking the question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. You can do off guard or emotional, and like maybe uh, in in so doing, you've, you've revealed too much. Yeah, because I, I realized that, oh, I said the wrong, that was the wrong question. That was yeah. not, I'm That's slipping a little bit. So yeah, I think I'm off guard. That's a good adjudication. Okay, we'll go with that. 
and in terms of the uh, third eye opening and now everything is meta and you know about emily and everything else uh yeah. let's just let's just keep that headcanon for now and see if it reveals itself to be true later okay um uh, i yeah i do uh, want to have a private word with scarlet before uh, we uh I, I can't get her out of my brain um before we uh, uh retire for the evening yeah so so by the way as you're retiring for the evening and you're having these final conversations for the evening the uh the wind is picking up it's kind of some sort of physical real storm brewing in the distance so scarlet is going to just kind of look at everyone in the engine room and be like all right i think we've had enough um excitement for the one day and i'm just going to let everyone here know messing with these artifacts has unforeseen consequences so be careful looking at amelia looking at barry just looking at everyone like and I think we should get on our way to London that marriage if there's one thing I never do it's mess with artifacts it's not a thing I've ever done before I respect them I take them seriously and I don't do things like that now uh, uh, Scarlet if I could have a word with you in private well real quick before you um, step away we we could go to London, but given the nature of the ship and the urgency with which we need to speak with um, Eleanor again, um, perhaps we should just go directly to a meeting place with her. Is she not meeting us in London? Oh, Chris, what were my orders? I, I yeah, thought it was bring like them to bring them to and London. Get transit home or something, right? Yeah, it was bring them to London. You're supposed to pick up the the paint. Make sure they had the painted lady and bring them to London. Let's uh, oh. bring her to this. Let's bring her to this. If I recall leg land. right, I know that uh, Eleanor loves a good pair of legs. Let's bring her to Legland, and we can look at her. We can uh, perhaps uh, chat with her there. Also, based on the ship and the way it is, like it can take you anywhere. But my thought was, you at least need to know where that person is or where that thing is. Well, you're not. You're not really allowed to use it that way. You yeah. know, it's. <laughs> You know, I guess yeah. if there's an extreme reason, but like jet setting, probably not. not Scarlet is allowed. like, I'm under the impression that Eleanor is in London and that is where she'll be meeting us. So tell me if that's wrong and then we will meet her directly wherever she is. Well, my that was the extent of my orders was to get us to London, but that was minus a fair amount of information that I have now. So, uh, but if we, if we're bound for London, then we'll, um, we certainly should do that. So Maybe we're going I, to Legland. Great. I'll I'll help Barry prepare. All right. I think it's time to, uh, well, retire for the night. Scarlet, I couldn't help but note that in the uh, the message parted to me by the brothers three, they said the lyric, "Please don't leave me alone." which I believe is the thing you said to me that night in St. Louis before the storm. I just uh, thought I would take note of that. That did happen, yes. Perhaps the Roosevelt's relationship isn't the only one that needs mending. Are you going to apologize? For what? Hi. Are you going to apologize? 
Barry leans over to Amelia and just says, this is an example of one of those conversations that often happens in my presence in which I'm expected to believe that I, I'm not hearing them, and yet I, I cannot help but feel they often have these conversations directly in front of me, expressly so that I would have this conflict. I shall be Barry. in the cockpit. Barry. Like, I, think we, I think we tried to walk away, and then yeah. it just started too soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> Barry, I, th- I thought we might prep the engine room first if i mean if they're leaving then maybe we can uh... yes like i have some follow-up to that conversation but i I think it's happening concurrently you know we'll have to do a scene split there so i Mm -hmm. uh, i didn't want to interrupt so what am i apologizing for am i the one who ran off with someone's best friend broke up with them and then got married to the best friend am i am i the one who did that no, but you broke my heart, too. Did you forget about that? How did I break your heart? Because last I checked, I'm the one whose heart was shattered into a million little pieces, and she was left to force her to pick herself back up again. I'm going to say two words to you, Penny. Beth Horton. Of Ankeny, Iowa. That was actually five words, but. How do you know that name? How do you know that name? I think it's best we got some sleep. (laughs) I think you might remember that she had piercing blue eyes, and uh, I don't know if someone else here has piercing blue eyes, but uh, I'm going to. <laughs> I'll be off to bed, I think. Is there a last shot of uh of, of Scarlet's reaction? Scarlet is off guard, not emotional. So she's like mm, shit. And kind of she kind of smiles. It goes, it's this very quick, like, oh no. And then a smile. And then composure again, and kind of just goes, "Good night, Libby." And then heads to her room. Good night, Scarlet. Uh, but Scarlet does start because I imagine Scarlet has like a log of things that she shares only with uh, Eleanor. Mm -hmm. Do we have bedrooms? No, we have different compartments of the uh, plane. Yeah. Which have been, which have been, it's like, you know, those, uh, those, those, uh, nets that kind of keep the cargo in place. Right. Yeah, you can yeah, like okay. pin up your net, you know, and yeah. then, and then hang a blanket over it. Right. That's, yeah. Yeah. Scarlet made like a little tent for herself because she's crafty. <laughs> um, uh, in the actual art of this plane, the there is an executive room, um, which is Scarlett's office, I believe. Yeah. So oh, she thanks. she has like an actual place that's just hers. Oh, thank you. So Scarlett goes to her executive office and is like uh, writing some do- like documenting this for Eleanor, and is like they're on they know too much. We need to do something. Like, or like, like we can, or... not like we need to do something like stop them from knowing but like we need to figure out if like, she i think she writes like is it time to tell that like if this weren't a movie it would like pan over and it's like 
is it finally time to tell them the truth question mark Ooh, is there like a code word for like is it time for like mockingbird or like is is oh, there yeah, like yeah. a cool oh, yeah like yeah it's like it's is gotta it be it's gotta be mythological though is it time for uh um sticks operation is, sticks is there a sure. goddess of truth or something yeah it's i think famous it's like, or mm, mott um aphrodite i don't know athena 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 protocol that sounds really the athena cool. protocol sounds good let's go with it yeah. that's the next tom clancy book wisdom yeah yeah so it says like is it yeah like athena protocol question mark like is it okay. just is it time to because scarlet doesn't really like like she can hide it but she's also like it might be time to just kind of spill beans yeah train has left the station as they say okay uh so uh apart from the whistling wind that was that's like rattling the plane all night you all get a good night's sleep um and you're ready to go in the morning to london but um there is this colossal sandstorm oh I, that has descended sorry i wanted to ask about before sleepy time if that's mm. okay yeah um it, so it's my understanding, I'm, I'm trying to speed through this, we, we can sort of uh, shorthand the conversation, Barry, um, unless we, you wanted to get into it. Um, but Barry has never, like, intentionally caused the ship to go through the river. Right. It's it, just has, it always happens when he takes uh, payment for in a particular way. And... Um, and then kind of fell into a meditative state and didn't realize what was going on. Okay. So what um, Amelia is trying to propose is like jotting down, you know, using all that data and then looking at the, you know, instruction manual here, you know, the, the controls and trying to intentionally create the like, you know, she'll like give him something and, you know, but we're trying to like, she, she's oh, like being shoot. very transparent um, about what she's, yeah. you know, she would like to intentionally make this happen with his express knowledge and, you know, figure out how to do it on purpose. Poor delightful, naive, trusting baby Barry is going to produce the coin from his pocket and give it to you. Okay. Is it a strange coin or? Yeah, it looks like uh, it might be. Uh, an ancient Greek coin, or something. Yeah, it, I don't know if she would speak Ooh. Greek, but could I could I roll lore? Yeah, sweet. This one was first given to me by my father. Is it the only coin that will allow you to make the the transit? No, I've I've taken such coins before. I I know that for certain. But oh, but only this type I... of coin will elicit the the travel. Uh, thus far i i don't know if it's symbolic or if it has to do with the coin or there's just so much i don't know i got one six out of eight dice <laughs> yeah it it's an ancient greek coin it looks authentic uh probably from i don't know 600 bc i mean he's gonna bite it if barry doesn't stop her <laughs> uh, barry's gonna like uh, oh but he's I, not I'm gonna sorry, actually I, I I just meant to. I'm I'm sorry. It's your. I shouldn't just put things in my mouth. I I understand. 
<laughs> it has on one side a um um a, a ship it's kind of like you know engraved on, on the other side is a uh uh i guess i hadn't thought this through i was thinking maybe a um yeah let's do like a, a i'm trying to remember um mercury and greece i, I, I trying to remember the god hermes oh, hermes? hermes thank you mm. yeah so there's a vestige of, of hermes on the other side hmm i see um but uh, so you you recognize this deity yeah from the as you as you do that with a coin barry seems a little bit transfixed is there something you wish to ask of me do, do you recognize the face on here i do who, who do you recognize it as who i must obey huh I'm just going to palm it where he can't see it. <laughs> so, yes, please do not put the uh, uh, coin into your mouth. Uh, if you'd like to strike it with an object to to, to, uh, to, to see if it's solid, uh, that that would be perfectly Barry, awful. I believe you've just experienced something like a hypnotic event. You, you and I just had a No, a I remember of, nothing. We just had a fair amount of conversation that you're not remembering right now. No, we discussed the Lego land. We discussed the... And then uh, there was a the, step where I asked you if you could tell me who, whose face was on the front of this coin that's in my hand that you handed me. <laughs> it's a delightful joke. You're not holding any coin. Oh, Barry. Okay. I'm, I'm not a very funny person, and I'm not joking with you. Right? I'm not you trying not to trick you. not put yourself down. You're not only my hero, but you're quite delightful and charming. That's kind of you. But understand, I am not trying to trick you. I am trying to find knowledge. And and that is my primary motivation. And if we can discover this together, I think it will also empower you to be able to use this device more to your own liking. Yes, of, uh, of course. So perhaps a, a measured exposure therapy? And I kind of like lift up... What like let him see like the corner of the coin in my hand. I I I, I think um if Scarlet's on alert, I I, I I'm I'm guessing you'd want to put a stop to this. Well, aren't they off having their conversation? Oh, is this happening at the same time as their fight? Okay, then you would be completely oblivious to what's going on. Okay, I was like, if if I can hear it, yeah, Scarlet's going to come yeah. be like, no, you're you're. you're this is happening simul. Yeah, I missed that this is happening simultaneously with. Oh, that's your, how uh, I was discussion. picturing. It doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, that's totally fine. That's. Yeah. I yeah. just yeah. If she heard it, but uh, my I do have a question. No. Mm -hmm. um, will my cat all? Will my off guard catch also be cleared during this rest? Yes. Oh. Yes, I suppose it would be. Just making uh, sure. All right. Uh, why don't we do a? Uh, mm -hmm. That's a hilarious conversation, though. <laughs> To, to see if like exposure therapy would work well you know i, I wonder if um I've, I've been trying to figure out how to use fix this whole time okay yeah because uh, this is you're trying to fix barry um well i was trying to think of like can i create um you know a layer of something of like a, a particular you know glass mm. that lets a frequency of light through or you know something that like you put it in like a can I make a proposition of some kind? Because I think logically, if the exposure to the artifacts is part of what causes the issue, Popper. it doesn't make sense to do exposure therapy. So it might actually need to be some kind of like 
way to remove it. Like you need to either remove the effect or remove the artifact from some in some way. Like find a way to remove that magic if you can figure out what's called like what frequency is causing Ooh. that. Well, I don't want to remove the magic. No, remove remove the effect. Like find a way if it has like a frequency of some kind. This is me. I don't know. I am pseudosciencing entirely right no, now. No, that's okay. I'm, I'm just. If it has a frequency of some kind, maybe maybe you can block it in some way to when Barry is looking at it. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally want to like yes and that. I'm just trying to think of also like yeah. what I'm trying to accomplish as Amelia. Yeah. Um, no, I just think it's because we've kind of already just established that it's true that if you're around the artifacts a lot, it causes these issues because of the exposure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So that part wouldn't make sense. Um, I mean, you could try it because <laughs> you wouldn't know that. Well, y'all have been explaining some of it, and Barry told me a fair amount. Um, although I have to remember, not all of what Libby just said was public knowledge. That was you two stepping away. No, and also Scarlet did not say that the artifact exposure to the artifacts causes the issue, these issues. She just knows that. Yeah, and. Um... And you also have to assume that this the coin is the artifact. Is the coin the artifact, or is the plane the artifact? And there's or a lot you don't know. Or, or do they work in tandem artifacts. in some way? Right, or, right, yeah, right. Or is the artifact the friends you made along the way? <laughs> <laughs> Artifacts is the magic we have at home. <laughs> so, uh, so really, what you're doing is trying to test ways to dampen the effect of the coin. Yeah. And so maybe it's like sticking it into a green bottle and seeing. If, yeah, <laughs> yeah try, right. trying all kinds of different things of like in a mesh or in a, you know, if we've got like a lead container or, you know, like. Um, well, we can use the dice to kind of determine what the relationship might be between the coin and the painted lady. Um, okay. So if you want to use fix, that makes sense because you're doing it from a scientific method sort of point of view, right? Okay. Get rid of one of these dice. That's seven. Okay. Oh my. Okay, it's two. I thought there was three sixes, but it's two. Oh, okay. Uh all right. So two my sixes. digital dice can land on top of each other. I don't oh, know if, weird. That's, if it's possible huh. to see. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I have yeah, to very so... gently move them so it doesn't unroll it. <laughs> um Okay, okay, so, so, so uh, yeah, the effect is um, there, there is a hypnotic effect from the coin, but it's not because the coin is magical. Um, I think you you uncover that this is probably psychosomatic. Okay. Um, so, uh, so, so really, what you need to do is, and this is a fixed role. So, um, so that's that's the one success. Another success will. That gives you another hero die, by the way, that you can use oh. in the next roll. Um, but let's, let's take it one step further since you had more than one success. Um, uh, since it's psychosomatic, then his knowledge of how to operate the aircraft is is in there. You just need to like unlock it somehow. Okay. Um, I assume I... I think Amelia would understand the basic principles of hypnosis because she's probably at least read about it and she's a genius. Yeah, so, yeah, right. Yeah. They would, uh, yeah. By this time, they were calling it hypnosis. I think mesmerism. so. Yeah. yeah no, mesmerism. I don't think it was, yeah. It wasn't mesmerism anymore at this point. Yeah. Um, 
I've actually read a lot about mesmerism for some reason. I don't know why that phenomenon grabbed my interest, but yeah. Um, so this is something uh, that you can work on, uh, but it's yeah. not artifact related. That, that means, you, you know, you don't have to waste your effort on this coin, but right. it also means that he does already know. You just, you just need to unlock it somehow. Right. So in this whole process, I've, I've like written everything down on this like clipboard where I'm taking notes and, and I'm, and I'm like, in turn, like if, if, Barry is starting to like whoop, you know, like. <laughs> I think Barry is. How long do you think you've held on to the coin at this point? Um, well, I, if it takes a couple hours or so to do all okay. this, I, I would think it's getting close to midnight. And we're both really tired, you know, and it's yeah. like, oh my god, Barry's gosh. gonna just starting. Barry is gonna keep asking in various ways if there's any, if there's a place you need to go, or if there's somewhere you'd like to be or is there something okay. you would like to ask and i think she keeps trying to turn it around to where do you want to go and that's to my father oh shit <laughs> <laughs> um but that's you know so i don't know how, chris how far we could take that but but she's making all the notes and then before trying to do anything specific she's going to make sure like barry is fully back like maybe put it in his own hand, which it seemed like he, that was when he most had it together and, and try to illustrate exactly what she wants to do, which is go on a hypnotic adventure in his brain and try to flip some switches because his brain's just a complicated machine and she understands how machines work. Um, how, how hard could it be? <laughs> she does have a photonic wrench after all. So that's, <laughs> so um I, I guess the question since it was a fixed role you figured out what the problem was and now we're going to fix it i guess i need to figure out how to adjudicate this we've already succeeded and you just need to play it out through the uh, meditation or through the well, well i also want to make sure that joe and barry are fine with like like she's not going to try to change barry without his permission like that's yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um i i, I don't know i i think Barry might discover stuff, and I don't know what that is, because uh, Barry doesn't know. So I'm, but I'm open to let's play, and uh, we'll have open safety, as always. Yeah. yeah. But so far, I'm in. I'm, I have buy-in. Okay. And and yeah, Barry's I, like, I, yeah, I think, we should probably do a hypnosis about it. Um, <laughs> I think I think Barry doesn't know what you're doing, but there's something about just he's comfortable with you, and okay. he doesn't feel like you're a threat. Yeah, I mean, and she's genuinely not trying to hurt Barry. Like that's, right. you know, yeah. Um, so this, so she does a, a kind of minor hypnosis just to kind of uh, walk him through it, and then um, in the questions are, are are leading questions mostly about operating the aircraft, right? Yeah. So at one point during the hypnosis, the memories all come back, uh, the, and and Barry's father, who was part of the same group generation before you had taught uh, you at a young age how to operate this this aircraft, um, but then hip used hypnosis to get you locked out of it and used the coin as the key and uh, told you that when you were ready, it would be unlocked. But for his safety, for your safety, we have to keep it, keep you under. And it wasn't very much longer after that that he disappeared. And and the reason he tells you, it's kind of Ant-Man-y, if you will, but the reason he tells you is that because you can get lost out there. And so he really didn't want you using it unless you had to, but he didn't want to deprive you of using it. 
so this was his way and it was all coordinated through Eleanor Roosevelt and um and and it was kind of an official mission um, also and um, it, it, Aunt Manny being my favorite sequel to Aunt Nanny was just uh <laughs> sorry but that was uh let's say that was the Athena protocol was you know when do we let the pilot be consciously aware of what's going on and it was a safety measure put forward by your father not by Eleanor Roosevelt so that's why it's a little sensitive, you know. Which I think, like, Scarlet didn't want to tell him that part because she felt kind of, she felt bad about that part. She'd rather you blame her or Eleanor for it than, than your dad. Yeah. And Athena Protocol, now you have the wisdom. Now you know consciously uh, how to operate this thing. I, and this doesn't have to be true, but Barry's going to say, I know how to find my father. Yeah, he's lost in the river somewhere. We have to go on a quantum journey. I believe we have solved a great portion of this mystery, Doctor. And I have a an apology that I must speak to Miss Director. For what? I know why I have been protected from myself. From my father's fate, he, uh, he, before he disappeared, he made sure that I wouldn't become lost as he did. This object, this entity, one can get lost easily, without control, without discipline, without so many things. Um. He was I'm trying to protect me. I'm sorry you had to go through that. I hope um, I haven't. I hope you don't regret. A Barry this. is going to, and you can please X this if that's not comfortable, but Barry's going to just pull you in for a hug. Oh. He's going to make that action. Yeah. I think Amelia is a little awkward. She's not unwilling. She's just like, oh, right, human. <laughs> like, I know how to be a human. This is yeah. fine. I think she's just not like, touchy-feely but it's not opposed to it so she, yeah she hugs like yes i know how to do this um thank you so much uh, i you're welcome i don't feel like i did a lot and actually i'm worried that i have caused you injury of of, of a Prophe- promethean nature but i hope that maybe in in the balance it will it'll be for the best this changes everything in the best of ways well i thank you what what are we going to do about the sandstorm that y'all wake up to it's a quick cut at this point we all know the painted lady can get out of it yeah you know how to navigate now uh but yeah the sandstorm is if you were to fly the painted lady traditionally you would not be able to get off the ground right 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 so um, Barry is going to, firstly, he's going to make a stop over at Miss Scarlet's compartment. Um, and just, uh, he's, he's actually going to bow his head and not make eye contact just yet, but he will say, I'm sorry I ever doubted you. I understand what you did. And how many times you've had to do what you 
continue to do. I also understand the reasons why you hid it from me. I appreciate the apology. Should I be concerned as to what's just happened? I know what my father did. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to have to make note of that. <laughs> um, I, this was not, there was a plan of when this was going to happen, but we, okay. Um, I'm going to have to let Eleanor the, know that this has happened. Um, and I am sorry, but your father genuinely did not want us to tell you. Thank you for honoring his wish. We do what we can. Um, but since you know this, that means you know how to get us out of the sandstorm. Which Good morning, everyone. A, which brings me to a request that may seem odd, but I must request that you all blindfold yourselves and be secured in a compartment while the transition happens. Uh, very. Nice to say Scarlet doesn't have to. Very. Uh, uh, that's a good question. I guess we have you, to figure that if, out. If you make me blindfold myself, I'm going to comment on the card that I didn't appreciate that. We are about to traverse something you were not meant to see with your eyes, which is why we often forget or misremember the many times the lady has taken us from one place to another. It may be best that you shield yourselves so that you not have to tax yourself. So, but uh, we'll leave that to your discretion. Dr. Ear, what do you think? Uh, well, I was going to say out of respect for Barry, if you insist, Barry, I will blindfold myself, but I object on the grounds of being able to make incredible scientific observation and I am willing to do so with the full knowledge that I may m have my brain melt out of my ears, and I'm willing to take that risk. In the past, this has been facilitated by moments of passion and desperation. This is the first time I will be attempting this simply on skill. Yeah, this I could be another would... luck roll, but I mean, this can be another luck roll. I guess when you want to introduce a truth. Unfortunately, my other game allows you to do this, but not this game. So let's I, call it luck. I am curious if this, if Scarlet has done this journey before without. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We have to roll luck for that. I, I can't make that determination. Okay. That's why I'm asking. Because I'm yeah. like, yeah. it would make sense to me if she's tested it out before, but like, I want to. I don't want to just assume. Yeah, let's let the dice tell us. And I'll still give it to you, but maybe with a consequence. I think that's fair. Um, <laughs> and Chris, I was going to posit that Amelia has experienced this inside the oh, um, yeah. inhuman vest. I don't want to say alien because I don't necessarily want to make that true. I don't. I don't <laughs> need it to be. But like. Yeah. Inside the vessel, couldn't see out and didn't, didn't necessarily know that it was happening. Um Something, but I mean, that, yeah, that they were doing principle. it, but you hadn't observed it. I think that could be true. 
Okay. What was that? I rolled a two. Okay. Oopsie. All right. So, uh, you 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 did witness it, but you uh, suffered some trauma for it. That's fair. And it's like one of those things, like um, the uh, the universe is infinite, and you are um, a microbe on top of a microbe kind of moments. Mm. And and it just like uh, it didn't break you, but man, uh, it took some time to get back from that. Okay. So. I'm so gonna- it, but your re- recollection of it was, uh, you know, the, that moment in, in, in uh, 2001 when he's going through the vortex and just saying, you know, my God, I, I, all, I see stars. That's I've sort actually of... never seen that movie. Oh, okay, well, that's basically what happens. <laughs> well, when she drops in contact. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. They should have sent a poet. Um, you don't need to see the movie, by the way, but, but that's basically what happens. And, and it's just, uh, it, it's just so, so beyond reckoning that it, it just took some time to recover. So, you know, that you'll be in a poor mental state. Okay. So I, I marked emotional as my couch. Okay. Yeah. Cause you don't know if you want to go through that again, but you don't, you also don't know if you want to be blindfolded. Yeah. So Scarlet, um, actually Scarlet decides to just go. Uh, I recommend. I, I recommend the blindfold. Personally, um, yeah, I recommend the blindfold to all of you. But Scarlet doesn't really want to be blindfolded, but doesn't want to go through it again. <laughs> uh, so she's, but she's trying to stay composed because you know she's the director. So she's. Yeah. You can't, you can't for you to see what I, I have. Recommend wearing the blindfold it will be for the better of your own health and we need you in tip-top shape when we face Eleanor I have a duty to my readers of the Bergen County record to tell them about the strange sights I've seen in the seams between realities now if there if there are other reasons you're concerned about me losing my mind you could speak up and share those at this moment you won't be able to do your job if you lose your mind. Either job to your readers or to Eleanor. Um, Chris, it's such a wild stretch that she would want to write that in the Bergen County record as the like primary <laughs> place. Is there oh, a yeah, this has been... I could make to like... <laughs> Like what's going on here? Begin to glean that this reporter <laughs> thing is a little bit of a cover. <laughs> like I know she also works for Eleanor, but the like the news agency being a front kind of thing. Honestly, I love the fact that Scarlet has been able to keep up that the Bergen County record isn't real this long. Yeah, yeah. Bergen County record's good. real. We put out a newspaper every like day. This could be the like you know tip of the iceberg moment of wait a minute. <laughs> I i've never what... read the bergen county record <laughs> so why is this new jersey paper have bureaus all over the world um, um so that would i guess witten savvy okay i've got some dice in that <laughs> and stanley oh is that all of them bastards no seven <laughs> dice and not a six you can you can push your luck if you like oh, oh yeah how does that work again you, you just mark a luck and then you add one die to the pool that's a luck die okay and and if the luck die hits a rolls a one then you're out of luck and something in a catch happens okay this absolutely and that, is that luck the... die you carry on all your rolls unbelievable mm-hmm. 
I have five fives, a two, a four, and guess what the luck die is? A one? A one. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so far, I've been, le- I've been leaning into the uh, true, but it's like there's a catch, so I'm going to keep doing that. You're like, um, you, you, you realize not only is this a front, uh, but uh, you've put two and two together on some things that Eleanor have told you. And this, and you now realize that this is the department that Eleanor has funneled millions of dollars into, and probably has more of a political influence than like nation states. Right. And you you put that two and two together, and you realize that. And so, you need to take a catch with that information. Yeah, I think off guard feels like the right. She doesn't. She she's not surprised by things very often. And that this is, yeah. This is the episode where we PVP each other with the emotional damage. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it was a TikTok song. <laughs> right. So this is like, yeah, the, uh, the, the Department of Defense you know, has, a, has a comparable budget. And you don't really can't believe that it's under the uh, auspices of this New Jersey newspaper. But that's how Eleanor runs that's her. That's why it that, works. That's how she runs the world. That's how she does it. Through the Bergen County record. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So. Also, is Stanley a clone? Is there just like families? <laughs> he well, makes we'll, so we'll much more sense We'll uncover some truths about Stanley, I'm sure. Now he's a but there's some more pressing extra-dimensional being. <laughs> now this pressing, is there's some more pressing problems though. Yes. Yeah, so... This is the the liberal media. It's the Roosevelts literally control the papers. <laughs> Right. Uh, so yeah, Scarlet is very firmly suggesting blindfolds. Yeah, yeah. If you're preparing by putting on blindfolds or setting up the uh, the plane to, for it, you, you, first of all, you still have your prisoner who is asleep, I guess, still in, um, the, in the raptor cage. Someone put a bag. Up. All right, yeah. So Scarlet is going to uh, go grab like a bag. And uh-huh. put that over his head because she doesn't want him to lose his mind either. Yeah. We need yeah. him. Yeah. He needs to testify. There's sort of a, a tremor in the ground. Just... Oh. I suggest we make haste. Either with or without blindfold, I believe I must begin our preparation now. I will be in the cockpit. Is there a co pilot seat? Yeah. yeah. Very good blindfold. I'm going to head to the co pilot seat. Outside, you can see the sandstorm, obviously. Um, and the, tr- the trimmers are repeating one after another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you're getting prepped to go, you see uh, an enormous moving shadow in the sand in the storm, probably three stories high. Mm. It looks like a figure, like a person <sighs> walking through the sand. I think we should leave right away, Barry. Yep. It's like each step, there's a tremor. Well, uh, this Barry... is my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Barry begins. Woman? <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> uh, and, no. and you're still preparing, but the, the the scene is still unfolding as you're trying to, I don't know, you're flipping switches, you know, going to the, yep. the engine room console, the chart, the course. Going, though, Barry, like Scarlet pulls Barry and is like, make sure Amelia is okay through this. 
and then grabs two like a blindfold for herself and hands one to Libby and is like, put this on. Libby puts on the blindfold as she's just being like, yes, in the late 20s, I dated a woman named Vivian. She uh, happened to uh, come across a bunch of growth serum. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, so Scarlett is going to blindfold herself because she also realizes the best move is for her to be in her right mind as well. Okay, all right. So your your response to what's happening is to get the hell out? Yeah, Um, we're going. We have to go. All right, uh, you're still you're prepping and kind of get back into the front uh, and to to take the uh, controls, and now there is um, a mass of people coming through the sand, and many of them are in different stages of decay, but they all look like undead bodies marching through the sand and you can see some of them look really really old and skeletal and mummified some of them look pretty new and fresh and at the head of that coming through the sandstorm is Stuart who is Mr. Metcalf um, leading the charge of this apparently undead army with a giant titan from behind. We can't really see the features of the titan, but you're starting to make out the silhouette of a giant jackal head. Can, can I see this before I put my blindfold on? Well, you're hearing stuff, so if you want to take off the blindfold, you're like, what's yeah, going uh, on up there? Yeah, no, I guess uh, Scarlet is going to go before. She's going to say, okay, what the hell is going on? And then Mr. Metcalf, he's out there. With, Does, with with those things, do we need to face this threat head on, or is it something we could circle around back to? I don't like being in the middle of it. Is he dead looking? Yeah, it looks like he's been bludgeoned. Um, and it also uh, looks like he is uh, leading the charge of these. Uh, uh, and you've—it's not the first time you've seen undead. But you've never really seen an undead army. <laughs> this is definitely what that is. And it, 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 it seems like he's at the head. If he's not leading it, it's at the head of it. Hey, hey, Libby. Yes. What What was that thing you said to unraise the dead? Oh, yes. Utterance 80. Oh, gosh. I've forgotten. 80, was it 82? I think it was 82. I just know it off the top of my head if you'd like me to give it a shot. Yeah, uh, do you have like a mic comm system that we can use? You can do external microphone. Oh my, I could create a resonant frequency in the panels on the outside of the ship. Did, sure, do that. Did I hear giant jackal head? I think it yes. might be. I think it might be Vivian. Honestly, we should okay. check. Um. Also, remember after set. Um. With uh, I off the top of my head, don't remember who has the jackal. Toth. <laughs> Scarlet is like, um, do you remember which Egyptian god has the jackal head and use that name? Uh, because I remember the set that we had to use. Set it's there. Anubis. Thank you. <laughs> Scarlet, Scarlet is low key panicking. I, I feel but trying like, to keep it together. I, I feel like Amelia can have that knowledge that I also have. <laughs> yes. Yes, Anubis, who guides souls to the yeah. afterlife. Yep. <laughs> among other things all right all right okay here we go uh it is anubis who has come with it unmuting myself because i forgot it 
uh, it is uh, Anubis who came with it. Uh, he has come out carrying the Eye of Horus. Now we need to do a table of offerings. Uh, I figure we'll just throw some of these in-flight meals out. They're not very good. Sorry, Barry. Counts. I thought they were fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so you're going to do utterance 82? And Chris, yeah, I'm gonna, so I just did uh, it. I'm going to hit the uh, like butt of my photonic wrench just against the frame of the ship, you know? To amplify. We'll, you know, try to create a, a resonance that then uh, 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 Libby will have to speak into. It does re- reverberate loudly through the sandstorm. Um, however, the, the Titan silhouette is not stopped. And as it comes in closer, you realize maybe why it's entirely made of stone. This was like a limestone statue that has been crossing the desert and it's giants. The dead didn't, they're still going. Well, I mean, you didn't call them out to be fair. Oh, you're not the one who raised them. Well, no, uh, you, you used Anubis's name. Okay, try try the other one. Get the, Just try any verse of that verse you can get to unraise these dead. The uh, giant hand, stone hand is coming down to grab the Ooh. plane. Okay. And it okay. is about um, the size of the plane. Barry is, Barry is going to make uh, eye contact as much as he can with Stuart. He's going to say out loud, I will bring you home, just not today. And he's going to close his eyes and connect with the river sticks. Is um, Libby going to shout out another utterance 82? Yeah, I'll just keep shouting it until they all die. <laughs> until they all re-die, honestly. My goodness. So they, they unlive? Yes. Return to death, everybody. Come on. Louis Scarsdale's asking you to. I'm very attracted. <laughs> okay, so... Um, do you make it look good while you're doing it? Absolutely. Yeah, like, when, this when is you have a, a photonic wrench as your microphone? Yes, yes. There's, uh, there's, one, there's one particular corpse. He uh, used to be a man named... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I almost said Stanley. He used to be a man named Paul, and he was just a common worker. He worked in a grocery store in Paris, France, until one day he died, and then he was conscripted into an army of the dead. But he was walking alongside all his dead brethren, and he looked up and he saw in the ba- he saw sitting in a beautiful zeppelin plane hybrid thing a woman a blindfold over her eyes but the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen and he said this is a thing i can die for and then he died again i don't know if everyone else did but paul did that's true <laughs> i introduced a charm to make it true <laughs> you know you're just playing into my vanity by using rules from my other games um why don't we do a a savvy roll to see if you can figure out how to unpack utterance 82 to be like a, you know, mass effect or a, um, at least, you know, useful beyond. You're on mute. Um, can I uh, add a help die with the, the uh, microphone? Yeah, setup? that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you get, uh, you get another uh, die for your pool from that. Okay. Helps, but I also remember like being like recount the fact that the gods do have to change occasionally. All right, I'm I'm pre- I'm pressing my luck. 
because uh, I didn't get a success there. And I'm just going to see what happens. Yes, I got one success and the luck die was a two. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You find out that, you know, just by omitting the name of the God, it'll be kind of a generic effect. Oh, hell yeah. Good so, for me. so you just like say it without the, the calling out a God and then everybody, including Stuart just drops into the sand. Um, but this enormous statue of Anubis giant jackal head made out of stone is grabbing the plane so let's see how barry does getting you out of dodge that is a pilot roll punch it punch it punch it okay well drive i guess drive okay good i rolled 30 dice for this blindfolds i'm not putting a blindfold on for the record okay cool i'm gonna see everything Scarlet's like been there, done that, got that T-shirt. <laughs> My God, it's full of stars. Three sixes. Okay, all right. Well, I'll give you a couple hero die for the next roll. I'm really nice. glad you got a bunch of sixes on this one. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. I roll ten dice. It's it's pretty good for for drive. Yeah, so. it, it's um okay. So the effect of those who are not wearing uh. I okay, so I guess that's just Amelia and Barry not wearing blindfolds, right? Yeah, yeah. It 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 is like that. The, the it's like in a Interstellar or any of those movies where the universe just completely stretches and collapses around you. And um, I think the effect of that is uh, we don't really have a role in this game for like sanity, cosmic madness. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of what we're gonna do. Sure, like um, a stress kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, I think what we're going to do is roll the um, Endure, Grit Endure, mm. to see how well you can withstand. Oh, I did put one into Endure, so. Okay. You also, I don't think you did last time, but you do have a hero die from one of your rolls. Oh, that's right. I forgot to remind you to use yes. it. Yes, okay. And I then will, uh, Barry's I'll, got two. I'll use that yeah. now. If you get sixes on those, you get additional effects. I got two sixes. Okay. It's starting to all come back now. You've seen this before. You know how to uh, reject. It's like when you are uh, feeling nauseated from mm-hmm. uh, car driving and riding in a car or something like a car sick. You, you look at the horizon, like you know right. where to look. Right. Reorient, yeah. Right? <laughs> to, to um, kind of I also got two it. sixes and a two and a three on my hero dice. So, oh, okay. Well, uh, with the two sixes, it's a different effect for you. I. Th- obviously you you are able to withstand it and it's only because you not you suddenly like everything makes sense like oh that's how the universe is constructed okay Excellent. i just needed to look extra dimensionally all right i i, I have a fourth dimensional mind um it doesn't take time to go distance uh okay i get it <laughs> it's sort of like you gotta, almost an a, academic understanding of what's going I, on. I got a glimpse of the finalized unified field theory that actually right. eventually comes together. <laughs> right. You're like I get it. Okay. All oh. right. Too bad I'm I'm uh you know uh dead on record because you can't you know you can't write the book. Right. Now. Yeah, that's but, okay. I'll I'll make sure write some cool people get the right uh hints. <laughs> okay, and then um the painted lady is um you're nav- you navigating to London, right? Yes. All right. So the painted lady is flying uh, over London, 
Um, I don't know if air traffic control is a problem right now in London, but they are on high alert because of the upcoming mm, uh, uh, war. Yeah, yeah, and so um, and so you do have to get you do get ushered by other planes to a military airfield. So, uh, I check in with Mr. Director. Shall shall we abide by our escorts? I mean, I, do I have a way of speaking? Like, do I have a code or something or a, something from, or does Amelia, like, does someone, does one of us have like a, hey, we're allies, we're okay? Yeah, you have the protocol. Oh, yeah, so, I must have been sent with something since right. we had to come yeah. here. Right. Yeah. So, so you're being ushered to the airfield where you're supposed to go. Okay. And we'll we'll end there. Cool. Unlike last time, I forgot to do experience, so let's do that. All right. Right. We did catch up though offline, everyone. Uh, so the experience questions are. Oh, also, I forgot my my ambition is uncover lost knowledge. I realized I could have oh. gotten a yeah a thing you for that your ambition. Right. That's so funny about these kind of rules like games. You kind of forget the rules that are there. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, uh, did you participate in the session? Okay. Well, so you get an experience for that. Hey. Did you risk your life because of your ambition? I, I think you can count that because sanity kind of falls into that. Sure. Um, did you risk your life for another adventurer? A lot of life risking. This I don't think I did. Yeah. Did you perform an amazing act of some kind? Yes. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Always. And I'm like, I feel like Scarlet really just did a lot of like momming today <laughs> yeah it was sort of like momming and like oh crap i, I feel like i did an amazing yes yeah you got you got the pilot to understand how to you, you would have been trapped in libya that was the plan actually that would have been awkward um yeah i'm like i don't know i i shouted at libby to use utterance 82 to unraise dead thank you so much for that i feel like it brought us closer and that did save that did save people. So I think you can count that. Mm -hmm. Did you accomplish your mission's goal? Uh, actually, in this case, you did. I go to I London. Did. I got yeah. to London. Yeah, by myself without any help. It's <laughs> our goal. Get to London. Yeah, uh, and did you rescue someone? Um, I think you could argue that you rescued Stuart from from being a zombie. Yeah. 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 Uh, rescued Frank from losing his mind. Right. Well, I'm. I, mm. I chose to put a cover over. I could have. Just you chose to do that. You're right. Okay. You rescued Barry's relationship with the organization. That too. Ooh, that works. Yeah. You know who we didn't rescue though was Vivi. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we just get one point for all of that. Yes. Right. One point for each one of those. Vivian Anubis Smith. <laughs> it was really quite beautiful until she uh, opened that strange box and consumed its contents. They told her not to eat the sarcophagus, but she wouldn't stop herself. Don't eat the black goo. That's <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I think that will wrap it up for this session. Okay. We will be back in two weeks. Um, to figure out what's going on with Eleanor and FDR and if maybe their marriage can be rescued, which is, of course, the whole point of this entire campaign. Yes! 
Uh, we don't really care at this point about where uh, SETI the first is. We're not all that interested in where the Eye of Horus is. We um, <laughs> we really don't care that a statue of Anubis is trying to crush the Libyan desert, but we do care that FDR and um, Eleanor have a, a good partnership going into the war. Stanley um, is if I have a level care up... of things. Oh, I'm sorry. What, what were you saying? Emily? Stanley is taking care of things. Stanley it's, it's is great. Yeah. <laughs> Stanley is watching over the artifacts. Oh, Stanley. And so I was mixing up Stuart and Stanley. I, th- I, oh. I thought this was a whole other thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, Stanley is, uh, yeah, he, he works for the register. Um, Chris, if I have a level up question, should I ask you about that on Slack or now? Or like, what's what's the best way to do that? Uh, we'll go ahead and ask it now since we kind of are above okay. board about the rules. So talents cost 15 XP, right? It costs 5 XP to learn a new talent. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I have yeah. one talent now, but it's just five to learn a new talent? Right. Okay, so I wanted to pitch one. You you can do talents that aren't in the book, right? Th- those are sort of... They're suggestions. Also, you have to like, you have to roll... Uh, uh, let me make sure I understand the rule <laughs> that I wrote. Uh, roll wit, You roll to see if you can uh, learn the talent from a teacher, in effect. Oh, so okay. as long as we can, as long as we can build that into what you're doing. Okay. So what I was picturing was a talent called sleepless, uh, where uh, Amelia no longer needs to sleep, like doesn't get sleepy. Um, and that, I think the benefit is like, she doesn't have to sleep to get the benefit of a rest. Hmm. Okay. It, you know, like something like that. I, a lot of them have like skill bonuses and stuff. I wasn't sure what to do with it, but after everything that was going on and the staying up late and then opening her mind to the universe, I, I, I was just picturing this like, you know, in some reality, I already slept, so I'm just going to benefit from that. And it's sort of a multiphasic uh, consciousness thing. Okay, so all you have to do is roll uh, roll one die. And okay. And if it's a success, so you can take that talent. One die. And you can try again another day. Okay. If, if you don't. I'm trying to delete some of the other... Away. Okay. It's a three. Okay. Well, you can try again tomorrow. Okay. And, and, but if you know somebody that knows how to do that, you can get an automatic success as to what the rule is. Okay. Uh, I Can I pitch that? I would like the, the talent. I can never be lost no matter where I am. Can I have learned some of that with the unlocked memory with my oh, dad? Oh, yeah. That totally checks. Ooh, yeah, but cool. um, uh, but to, to, uh, you'll need a roll. Cool. To make sure. Uh, so cool. roll once and see if you got a success. Otherwise, you'll have to keep trying that. Like you're still okay. assimilating it. Cool. Two. Never mind. All right. We'll try again. I'm lost. I have no idea where I am. <laughs> well, there's no cost to failing. It's just that you'll need to keep trying. Okay. Uh, so that's where we're we're landing. Uh, I'm. I, I guess we should probably wrap it up. Who wants to go first? Oh, I had to pick somebody. I'll go first. Okay. Emily, tell us about yourself. I'm Emily St. James. I have played Libby Scarsdale this evening. If you enjoyed what I just did, more books about 1930s journalism can be found in your local library. Um, if you want to know more about me, you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash um, and, uh, I, this is the game I play in, uh, every two weeks. It's the only one, um, but hopefully there will be some other mischief happening soon. 
thank you so much for hanging out with me and with Libby. And if she visits you in your home, um, just, you know, listen to her. She has so, so many wonderful messages to spread to all of us. I can't get rid of her. So awesome. Blythe. Uh, I've been Blythe, and this is Chopper, who has decided to attack me for the last, like, 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram and most places on the internet as BlytheCaller93. That's B-L-Y-T-H-E-K-A-L-A-9-3. My Twitter is currently private because I had to deal with some things, so and I might, I might just keep it private. I don't know yet. But um, as far as where you can find me on the interwebs, I'm here, hopefully going to be up at this, over the Scabby Rooster soon doing Total Party Kill, where we play monsters, killing the heroes, trying to destroy our dungeons. Because that's so mean. Why would they destroy our dungeons? That will be on Mondays at like 8 p.m. I'll let you know when, that's, when that goes live. Um, and hopefully I have some very exciting news over the next few weeks that I can't share yet. But really want to share does it start with n and end with da it might have something to do with that awesome joe hi everybody i'm joe and i was barry uh you can find me uh you can try my twitter i don't check it i i'm just going to be up front i there's probably messages in there that are really important from people that i i just i haven't seen um, but you can, you can try. And, uh, if we weren't, we, if we were meant to connect, we will, <laughs> you could also try me on uh, Facebook or anywhere else. Just search my name. I talk about mental health. I talk about star Wars and geeky stuff. I do have a few short stories on Asian mental health coming out soon. I'll know when I get feedback on that, when I can post that, um, follow if you're interested. Also, you can catch me here on Happy Jacks as well as on Saturdays. I, there's this guy, Jason, that I'm in a game with. Um, you know, we, we are set in the world of XCOM, and we are soldiers trying to rebuild the war-torn world. Um, and it's really fun and really awesome. I played the op- opposite of Barry. So if you'd like to see my range, check that show too. You meant Ranger. Ranger. My ranger. My, yeah, I, I had something in my throat. If you'd like to check out my ranger character that I play, uh, check that that podcast, that, that campaign, not podcast. Is his, name, is his name Harry Bathlock? <laughs> it should have been. It, could, it still could be. I haven't properly named him yet. Oh, yeah. We only know his call sign or so far. We just know my call sign. Just name him like like John, John Scarsdale and just have him talk about his great, great, great grandmother a lot. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I guess that leaves me. Uh, hi, I'm Jason. I've been playing Amelia Earhart, literally Amelia Earhart. <laughs> not, not just somebody also named that after her crash. Uh, so she's now a secret agent for Eleanor's angels. Um, and, um, uh, you can find me here every other Sundays and hopefully on some upcoming stuff as we do the studio switch that Chris was talking about up top. Um, so lots of fun stuff happening here on Happy Jacks. And if you follow me on Twitch and Twitter at It's Probably Okay, you can find my Twitch channel there where 
on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, I like to play games that are hard and you die a lot. Um, that's on Wednesdays we wear death, but it might be on Tuesdays, so we'll see. If it's, there's a scheduling issue. Um, Fridays, I have a two-player setup on Twitch where uh, my friend Sam and I do uh, video games together. And on Saturday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific time, we have the XCOM uh, RPG using the Band of Blades system, GM'd by the one and only Pooja. Of uh, you can find her at La Desi Girl, L A D E S I Girl on Twitter, and uh, she's amazing and prolific, and you should follow her. Um, so that's all I have to say about that. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody. Oh, Emily, were you saying something? No, oh, you came up to microphone post. I just, I, I like, like to look like I feel like this is a good look for me. Honestly. Yeah, I it just, yeah, it's like I, I am poised. Get, I am yeah. poised at the microphone. I just yeah. want the fans to get. You know, just see me at my best. Yeah, well, that's a screen capture right there, you know, for a thumbnail. Okay, well, I am Christopher Gray. Uh, This has been Temples and Tombs and uh, on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. And we will be back in a couple weeks. See you then.